The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's program. Advertising is good, but there's something even better, huh, Dr. Frank? Hey, Paul, it's good to be back. You know, I always <laughs> say that, but I really do mean it. It's always fun to be on your show. Uh, yes, there is something better than advertising. We're going to talk a little bit about advertising, just a few things. But you know what? There's something even better than advertising, and that's what I can't wait to talk about. Awesome. Well, on Fridays with Frank, we've been having you on now. People will listen to this any day of the week, but we actually publish the podcast on Friday mornings, but we have people in different continents that, you know, been going back and binge listening. And so whatever day, whatever time you're listening in podcast land, welcome aboard. But we kind of wanted to go deep on the topic of marketing. Yeah. So we've kind of themed these Fridays with Frank, where we talk about different ways to market our business. It's so important, not just to have a marketing plan, but to actually have a great marketing plan and get the best customers. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. Okay, Paul, can't wait. All right. So, you know, every company needs to do advertising. Uh, big companies can spend a lot of money and do big advertising. Small companies can't do that right away, mm -hmm. uh, but you can build up to it. But every company needs to be doing advertising, just getting your message out, letting people know what you offer, why you offer it and how it'll benefit them. And uh, if they don't know about you, they can't find you. They can't contact you. So everybody who's in business needs to do some form of marketing. And uh, the best marketing is marketing, or I should say advertising. Mm -hmm. The best advertising is advertising that pays for itself so that for every dollar you spend, you get multiple dollars back. Right. Or at least you break even. I mean, there's a lot of companies, Paul, that uh, are thrilled, absolutely thrilled, if for every dollar they spend in advertising, they they get it back and they just break even. That's mm -hmm. still free advertising. Mm -hmm. And uh, those companies, their strategy is to make it up on the back end right. so that uh, if they could just break even with advertising, they could advertise all day long. And then uh, the first sale after they acquire that customer is all profit. Right. And that's the beauty of the green industry is it's a lot of reoccurring work. And there's so many, we've talked on previous episode a couple of weeks ago, how there's 22 different service offerings that both residential and commercial may need. And so there's plenty of opportunity for reoccurring future sales or upselling a different service. Yeah. And that, and that recurring sales, uh, which is often referred to as continuity income on the back end. Say that again. 
uh, it's called continuity income. It, That's continuous continuity. Continuity income. Yeah. I learn something every time you're on the show, Doctor. Yeah. Frank. Let see. me see if I can. Continuity income. Yeah, continuity income. I might have to just be a dumb dumbbell junior here and say reoccurring sales. <laughs> yeah, reoccurring sales. Because <laughs> yeah. see, uh, some companies they just have to keep selling you new stuff, and but and that's a strategy for the back end after you acquire a customer, and you, you should try to sell more because you don't have to spend advertising to to get them to buy more. You you mm-hmm. just send them. You you have, you have their Blast contact email, information. Yeah. Blast yeah. text. But um, if you can get them on some kind of a subscription, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's not called a subscription, but but something that's repeated, like mowing the lawn every week or yeah, whatever. Maintenance program. Maintenance program. Monthly that, that, maintenance It's program. really a subscription program. That's continuity income. And even the large companies do that. For example, I remember Microsoft. I used to buy uh, Microsoft Office from the computer store. And it came in a box and I would load it up on my, my laptop computer. And I'd get Microsoft Word and the spreadsheet uh, Excel. and There's a book in your office that says Microsoft Excel 2003. Yeah, it's real thick because there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of commands to, to do it well. Well, anyway, um, that's how you got Office. Mm-hmm. But they switched all that several years ago, actually more than a few years ago, where um, they, they put everybody on subscription with that. Mm-hmm. So um, you can pay annually or just nine... Nine ninety five or something like that every month, mm-hmm. and you have access to the entire office suite, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's made them a lot more money because it's continuity income. Everybody now who uses Office, which is l- most people, uh, they they pay their ten dollars a month, and they and it never stops. Right, that's how QuickBooks got me because they used to have the hard copy put seed in the CD ROM, and you get it on your desktop yeah. to, to do your accounting software. And then they switched to the um, cloud or whatnot. And it was like 25 bucks a month then 30 bucks a month for now I'm paying 50 bucks a month, but they get that every month. I, I mean, I'm, I, where else am I going to go? Yeah, that's right. And they know that. Right. And, and it's not going to break the bank uh, 50 bucks a month. And, and so you're willing to pay it because the value you get from it is, is tremendous. Right. And also having it on the cloud like that, you can access it with multiple devices no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're traveling on the road, you mm-hmm. go on the road a lot and uh, you can access things in the cloud from wherever you're at. Yeah, I'll be at the gas station. I'll just take a snapshot of my receipt. Yeah. It's there and boom, it's in there. So. Exactly. So uh, every every company needs to be advertising. You got to get your message out, and that's that's uh, how you do advertising well. Um, that's another topic, perhaps for another another day. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot to that. You know, getting your message right and uh, getting the right message over the right medium, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also uh, following the right metrics depending on the medium that you're advertising in, you know, whether it's um, offline or online, there's mm-hmm. lots of ways to do both. And the, the way you would track all of that so that you make the right measurements is another important discussion for another time. A uh, lot to say about that. Cause uh, there's an old saying, um, everybody's heard it, uh, that uh, they know that 50%, most companies would say about 50% of my advertising dollars is just wasted. You know, uh, it's, I know it's not producing anything, but I can't figure out what 50% that is. And see if you're following the right metrics and you're measuring everything you can know. Mm -hmm. And 
if you're doing it online, you could do it very quickly and cut your losses real quick and, and do your tweaking until you get ads that really work. Again, another message for another day. Uh, what I want to talk about is there's a way to start doing advertising that's good. We'll talk about that perhaps someday. But once you got something working, you can always optimize it mm -hmm. by uh, measuring. But one thing I just want to pull out uh, of the um, thinking here is multi-channel marketing is really powerful. And there's been a lot of research on that, Paul, where um, if you're doing print advertising, let's say you're a small operation and you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a small ad in one of the community newspapers that's for free when you go into the, the local store or restaurant, they have the little stack of free newspapers for the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that paper makes uh, money from their advertising and you can put a little ad in there. And, uh, and that's good. Um, you have a business card. That's another channel mm -hmm. uh, that you hand those out in person, but it's, it's really a marketing message. There should be a byline on there and a way to contact you. Mm -hmm. And whatever you said to them when you shook their hand and gave them a business card, that, that's like an advertisement. Um, you can have a website online, and uh, if you have some fairly decent content on there, then you you could show up on the search engine results, mm -hmm. and uh, that's a form of advertising. Or you could pay for for advertising, like doing pay per clicks. Um, there's all kinds of ways. Doing Facebook ads, which are highly highly targeted, that's another great way. Mm -hmm. Just make yourself available to be found mm -hmm. by the way that your market likes to f search. Mm -hmm. And the research shows that. Um, 30, around 30%, if not more, of the people who find you searched for you first before they found you. They didn't know anything about you. They didn't have a friend that referred you. Wow. They just were searching. They needed something. I know you ran into customers like that, that were good customers that found you uh, by on their own searching. Isn't that right, Paul? Yeah. One of my, one of my very, very first uh, customers, Justin, now he wasn't in the fancy neighborhood that you know, eventually centralized my business around. Uh -huh. But this guy's a, a good old, he's actually, ironically enough, he was an accountant. And uh, I just, just started Dr. Frank and uh, he called me out and I go out, this is my first like quote where it's like professional, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. so I show up and I remember I was gonna um, give, give him this quote and I was, just, I was so nervous. I was like, I didn't know if he'd go for it or whatever. But uh, he had just Googled me, you know what I mean? And, and I met him after work and I'm, you know, I gave him my price. He's like, yeah, you know, when can you get started? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got, you know, it was, it was my first time I got someone on like a, it was a, um, hundred, I remember it was $180 per month and uh, it's a small little yard and, and I gave him my quote and he's like, let's get started. But he found me on Google, you know, just um, lawn care in my area and, and it got connected with him. Yeah, uh, that happens all the time. Yeah. So that's, uh, in fact, really the way uh, companies should look at it is there's so many advantages to multi-channel advertising. Mm -hmm. Where um, And we're not going to go into all of that, but there's lots of things you can do online, lots of things you can do offline, and you should do as many of them as you feel comfortable with, mm -hmm. and even a few that you don't feel comfortable with that you should be doing anyway until you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And most of them don't have to cost very much. Mm -hmm. And maybe any one of them in some cases won't bring in a lot of customers, but they all bring in like a trickle. Mm -hmm. And it's like a bunch of little streams that come into your business that are bringing customers to your business and they all add up to a big river. Mm 
what's really great about that is uh, your competition often is very unimaginable. Uh, they have no imagination. They can't come up with business ideas for themselves. And so they try to copy their competition. You'll find that more than not. Than not. Uh, usually it's just due to laziness. And so they'll copy you on a couple of things that they see. You know, you're advertising in this channel and advertising in that channel, you know, offline or online. And they're just going to get a trickle. Mm-hmm. And they know you're doing great. And they say, I don't know how he's doing it. You know, we, we even copied pretty much his ad in the same newspaper or, or the same thing online. And uh, we're just getting a trickle. I, how's, how's he making it? I mean, what's he doing that we're not doing? We're, we're practically copying everything wholesale. Mm-hmm. Well, what they don't realize is you were only trying to get a trickle. That was good enough because you've got so many multi-channels that they're all adding they up to a big They don't see street. all the other they ones. They don't see that. They don't see that at all. It's, so that's, that's another good strategy. Another thing the research showed, Paul, with uh, multi-channel advertising mm-hmm. is that um, the more well-to-do customer usually comes out of seeing you with multi-channels. Mm. It attracts the, the more prosperous customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure what the reason for that is. That's, uh, that's the research showed that. I think it has to do with usually the more prosperous uh, customer, potential customer is more savvy and they look more places. Yeah. I I, I think I understand this a little bit because I recently got um, an opportunity Uh presented to me and uh, I started doing research on the people doing the, um, the opportunity making sure, you know, if someone, the prince in Africa tells you, you, you know, won the lottery or whatever, you probably <laughs> you, you, you just give me your uh, card and I'll wire you the number. You know, yeah, I mean? you got to be suspicious about that one. Yeah. So I had not that situation, but I had a legitimate company you guys have all heard of reach out to me. Right. And, um, so anyway, what I started doing is I started looking at the, um, the company that was representing them. Right. I looked at their website. It was flawless, you know, legit. You could tell they put a lot of money and effort into it. And then I looked at their Instagram. It was legit. I looked at their LinkedIn. Yeah. Very, very, very legit. And uh, people that, so anyway, as I looked across, um, and this is a little bit different than home service-based business, but as I looked across LinkedIn, Instagram website and all of those, my, my trust was like, oh, wow. You know, these are, um, really credible people. This is a, opportunity that I should take serious. And so I think that high end consumer, when they see, um, your, whatever your name of your business is clean cut lawn care, have a nice Google, my business, a nice website, a nice Instagram that puts them at ease. Like, Oh wow. They, they took the time to really put forth a nice presentation on these multiple channels that gives them confidence. Yeah. Paul, that makes a lot of sense. I totally agree with that. Because it really works uh, like a third-party validation. Mm-hmm. They, they see your ad on one channel, and then they see you not too long after that on another, and perhaps even another. Mm-hmm. It, it has a psychological effect of almost a third-party validation where their friend is saying, hey, um, you know that ad? I, I use them. I use them for my lawn and they're great. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's third party validation. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it almost works just like that mm-hmm. uh, because it makes you look more legitimate and really ultimately business is all about relationship. Mm-hmm. And what is the basis for all relationship? It's trust, just like you said. So if you can build trust for your brand, 
then you're you're more likely to get them to want to do business with you because they they don't want to do business with somebody they don't trust and they're just desperate to find somebody good that they can trust because they they want to do business they're looking for something uh it's lawn care or landscaping they're looking for the right person but they don't know who the right person is the right company and uh when you can lead them down a path to have some level of trust uh where they feel they're discovering it on their own, mm -hmm. that's powerful. That's powerful marketing. So there's really, I guess, Paul, to sum it up, there's really a synergy with your advertising if it's uh, on multi-channels and the consumer sees it on multi-channels. The only caveat to that is sometimes, actually, often, you need to tailor the message to the medium. Mm -hmm. uh, diff you, right. you, you, and you need to test that out. Yeah. But sometimes saying it one way in this medium won't work like in print advertising, won't work a, quite the same in uh, digital advertising. Exactly. And so you, so you got to match the message to the medium. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Frank, we're going to take a quick moment. We're going to hear a word from today's show sponsors and we'll dive deeper into this coming right up. Yeah. And when we come back, we should talk about what's better than advertising. That's called a segue. That's good. A tease. <laughs> Excellence in broadcasting continues. Hey, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Cody from Lightspeed Social Agency. If you're tired of spinning your wheels every selling season, we want to change things up for you in 2022. We're a full service digital marketing agency that only works with lawn care and landscaping businesses. We specialize in hyper local neighborhood by neighborhood Facebook ads that generate right away ROI. Let's talk about how we can grow your business at the speed of light. Go to lightspeedsocialagency.com to schedule a call. Make sure to tell us Paul sent you and we'll waive your setup fee. It's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the hardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our Crewman Paver training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out the hardscapeacademy.com. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. 
estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. All right, guys, we are back here with Dr. Frank. It's not really Open Line Friday. Maybe one day, I used to do a call-in show when I had a sports show back in the day and people would call me, call in and ask me their questions. Yeah. We could set that up maybe one day with you call in and ask Dr. Frank a question. First time caller, long time listener. Hey, Paul, maybe I could be your moderator. So if you get the few crank calls, I can screen them out for you. The prank calls. Oh, I, I have some. <laughs> I have some good prank calls. I probably reaped what I sowed because when I was in sixth grade in um, Canton, Ohio, we had this television show called Math Help Live. Oh. There's a big whiteboard and this math professor and high school kids, middle school kids, they'd call in with their problem. And the, there was no, um, how do I say it? Um, there's a delay, like on a, a major, uh, radio show, there's a six second delay. So if someone calls in and says, beep, 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 <laughs> that won't actually make the airwaves. Cause they'll, they'll, um, they'll, um, they'll, it's called dumping the call. They'll dump it before you hear it. But there yeah. was no, this was the raggedy technology. It was, you could have said whatever, you know what I mean? So me and my cousin Ryan and my buddy Ben and Leroy, we'd call in, disguise our voices, and we'd do all these prank calls on this innocent math teacher. We'd be, you know, we'd give him the math problem first, and then we would just say something very immature, and and, and uh, we'd all start laughing. Oh, no. uh, we hadn't hit puberty yet, so cause we were like sixth grade, you know, we, we you know, we tried to, uh, oh, it was funny. That's like uh, when we were kids, you call up by somebody at random and you say, we're doing a survey. Is your refrigerator running? And they say, yeah, it's running. You better go get, you better go run and catch it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. pretty lame. Well, anyway, um, here's the thing, Paul, is profitable companies are very good. I mean, the real profitable companies, they, they mm -hmm. end up being good, very good at getting more customers to obtain sales. Mm -hmm. They often do that through advertising because if mm -hmm. their advertising is working for them, they're at least breaking even or even making money where they're spending less on advertising than they make on the first sale. Mm -hmm. And for most uh, lawn care companies, that's just the lawn maintenance contract. Mm -hmm. Okay. But very profitable companies do more than that. They are not only great at getting new customers, they're also very good at getting more sales from existing customers, mm. adding on to it. And so you don't really need to advertise in the conventional way where you spend any money to do that. Because once you acquire a customer, you're over the, over the hump of spending money to acquire that customer. That's, that's, that's history. Mm -hmm. Now you have their contact information. You have some level of their attention because they're doing business with you mm -hmm. and you can continue to communicate with them mm -hmm. and influence them for other things that you offer that they might very much be interested in. Mm -hmm. And the threshold to get them to trust you to buy more is much lower because they already like what you're doing for them. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're delighting that customer and giving them good service and even uh, exceeding their expectations, they're totally open usually mm -hmm. to uh, hear what more you have to offer because what they you've already what they already got from you was great. So. Um, and there's no cost to that mm -hmm. to get on the phone or send them an email, uh, once you have them as, as a customer. So th that's really what's better than advertising because 
if you think about it, advertising is really just a one-way conversation. Mm-hmm. And that can greatly influence if you, if they read what your message is and it's, it's very relevant mm-hmm. to what they're looking for and it's done in a way that engenders trust, then that's a very good one-way conversation and very effective. And, mm-hmm. and you can run metrics on that to see that it's, it's paying out. Mm-hmm. But what's even better than that is a two-way conversation. That's always better because there's an interaction and it also is a faster and more endearing way to engender trust. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we're talking about now is a two way conversation and there's lots of ways to do that. So that's what we're going to talk about. Now, what's your thoughts about that, Paul? What kind of two ways conversations did you have with your existing customers? Well, even going back to what you're saying is, this is why I had a, fr- a friend of mine got offered $1 million for his company. He told him no, but it's because of this very reason. The larger company that offered the $1 million knew if we obtain this company with clean records of, of the current customers, yeah. we don't have to go out and advertise to all the people to get those customers. We already got the customers. And then from there, they can upsell them their services or get them you know, continuing the contracts. And so it just, it brings motivation into guys that I'm helping. I've been coaching. It's like really seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of you can sell your business one day for a lot of money because these, these customers and their information is so valuable. And I think as you're sharing this, my eyes are just being opened, Dr. Frank, that the existing customers are so valuable because there's such a rush to go get the next batch of customers and we're leaving so much on the table with not thoroughly considering um, maximizing the opportunities to, to sell our services to our existing customers. Yeah, I saw that too, Paul, in the telecom industry in a previous life many years ago. I was did a lot of consulting in telecom, uh, it, more research related. And uh, there was a lot of these startup, what they called... Uh, uh, startup uh, f- local phone companies, competitive local exchange carriers was the official name. And they were competing against Ma Bell for the local exchange and getting customers. And a lot of those companies, their business model was not really to do great phone service that, you know, they, they had all the infrastructure to do it and, and all that, but they weren't in it for the long haul. They were just in it to have enough infrastructure to acquire customers Mm -hmm. and then get enough customers where some big company would buy them out just for the customers. So ultimately the value, the actually the biggest value that a company has is uh, their customers, their customer list, but it's more than just having a lot of customers. It's also even more important it's their relationship to their customers. That's really the, the greatest value any, co- any company has and makes mm-hmm. them worth acquiring. Mm-hmm. So this two-way conversation that we're talking about, there's, there's a lot of ways to do that. And um, <clears throat> some of them sound, I'm going to go through a little short list on it, and maybe the audience can think of even other ways that, that we don't mention. But... A two-way conversation is just getting on the phone with your existing customers. Mm -hmm. And you can call them with any excuse. You don't have to stay long on the call, but just, uh, I don't know. You could say, hey, we have in our database, it's your birthday. Our company wants to wish you a happy birthday and hope you have a great day. Or for the holidays or something like that. You call them up and say, "Uh, we were just thinking about you. 
And by the way, we're running this special, or by the way, we offer this service. We haven't talked to you about it in a while. Want to just remind you that if you ever need it, we're here for you. We, we do that too, mm-hmm. or whatever. But that's a two-way conversation where if you can get them on the phone, you can uh, say appropriate things that are, are appreciated, and it builds more trust. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what all sales are about, is trust and relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send emails. Mm-hmm. Emails is another way. And emails are uh, better if they're short and sweet mm-hmm. because people get too many emails. But if it's relevant and you put a good title on that email yeah. or they'll open it, yeah. something that's catchy, that, that's relevant to what, they're, what you think they're interested in, they'll read it. And as long as it doesn't take them more than a minute or two to read it, they'll a minute, let's say a minute, you yeah. know, one, two, three paragraphs, something short, sweet, and a call to action. That's a powerful way because that gives them an opportunity if they want to respond back with an interaction. Ads in the newspaper don't do that as right. easily. Because uh, they could, uh, well, I guess it does. There's a contact in, in the ad, but this is a little bit more personal. Yeah, totally. And shout out to MailChimp. That's the one I personally use. Yeah. And it will grade you as you're writing the email. Somehow they have a like a checker and it will say too long or like, you know, give you like a score on how well you're, I think I pay 10 bucks a month for my, or not, actually these, these guys went it up to 11 bucks a month. They raised my price. It was 10 bucks, now it's 11 but it will show you like if it's too long, it will tell you, you know, mm-hmm. con- concise, make it more concise. So there is that sweet spot, but they'll kind of help you and give you a grade as you, as you create it. Yes. As someone scans through it. Cause they're th- from what MailChimp tells me, it's like, they're just going to, they're just going to scan through and uh, just kind of gaze over it. And so you want to kind of have it um, set up. So if someone reads our emails, just keep that in mind. They're, they're not looking to sit down and next to the fireplace and read a novel. Yes. And it's so really the key here is engaging the customer in some kind of forum or some kind of vehicle that promotes dialogue mm-hmm. where it's two way, mm-hmm. because uh, even the best companies that are good at advertising, they, um, they can really optimize their advertising where it's really working for them. But there's only so far you can go with that. At some point, you're saturating the market. You can't tweak it any better according to your metrics, and it's doing as best that it can. There's a point of diminishing returns when you tweak and keep tweaking your advertising till it's performing the best that it can mm-hmm. in uh, whatever medium you're using and targeting whatever market segment you're targeting. Mm-hmm. And, but dialogue is different. Mm -hmm. Dialogue uh, is so much richer. And, and so that's what business owners need to be thinking about Mm -hmm. is how can they engage dialogue with, with their customers or even their potential customers you can do that too. You can have, um, you can have uh, a blog on your website and you don't have to have extensive uh, content on there, just short and simple. It doesn't even have to be written. It could be just you get in front of the camera on your iPhone and uh, for a minute or two, just saying something that's really relevant that they want to know about their yard, mm-hmm. be an information resource and, and just be very genuine where you don't have to be fancy or anything, but you're just telling them, Hey, this is important. Uh, we thought you wanted to know this. We put it on our website and here's what we know about this aspect of the yard. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
those blog posts, you can always open them up for comments where people come and say, hey, you are thankful. We're thankful that you told me that. I really needed to know that. It was very timely that I came across your article or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even, it could be a short little video. It could be a couple paragraphs written down. It doesn't have to be anything extensive or complicated. And that's a way to get dialogue. If you can get them in dialogue where they're engaged and responding, mm -hmm. That's building trust and opening them up for more of what you have to say or have to offer. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's basically the message here, Paul, is a two-way conversation where you're engendering uh, a two-way dialogue. Mm -hmm. A survey is another way. I can think of another way is, is a survey mm -hmm. where um, you ask them questions, either the market out there that doesn't know you, you can put a, you can put a, a survey on your website mm -hmm. or you can email one to your existing customers because you have their contact information. Mm -hmm. And uh, often many will respond and, and like the opportunity mm -hmm. uh, to respond. Um, can you think of any other thing, Paul, that um, engenders uh, customer feedback or an opportunity for dialogue? We talked about Surveys, we talked about blog posts with comments. Um, we talked about email. Oh, I can think of another one. Uh, you could even have an email that's not on an ad hoc basis, meaning you just send it every now and then for some made up reason, like it's their birthday or it's the holiday or you're mm -hmm. running a special. Um, it could be even uh, a periodical uh, email, like uh, once a week or every two weeks or seasonal. Hey, it's this season coming up and uh, you're a valued customer. We want to send you an email about uh, don't be, don't, don't ignore this part of your, of your yard uh, maintenance because uh, of this new, the season we're coming into now. Right. And uh, we do this and that for you too, if you want, if you want that. Yeah. Um, oh, I can think of another one. You could even do. You're like the Energizer Bunny, Frank. You just keep, <laughs> you just keep getting more and more uh, ideas here. Well, see, some of these ideas are not for everybody. You know, right. there's one or two that resonates with different uh, business owners, and and some that you'll do as a business owner and say, "Hey, yeah, I feel good about that one. I I can make that one happen." And another business owner would say, "No, that's that's not my style." Mm -hmm. um, you could even do a user group on on Facebook. Mm -hmm. where your you, people come in collectively uh, on a, or you announce it on your email that we're, we're, we're going to, I'm going to be online on the, in the user group and I'm going to be talking about this. You need to know about it. You could always drum up more sales with that. Mm -hmm. um, or even uh, online forums where, you know, they are. In fact, Paul, they once I've heard this story. I think it's true. They asked this bank robber guy who they caught mm -hmm. I have no idea when this was or anything, but I'm pretty sure it's a true story. And they asked him, why do you rob banks? Why, why do you do that? And he said, because that's where the money is. Larry, that was a Larry King. And Larry King asked him that question. Oh, tell me about that. I, I don't know that story. Yeah. Well, he asked him, why'd you write, you know how Larry King was, he, yeah. he, he passed away, but said, why'd you rob the bank? <laughs> oh, he was talking to a bank robber. Guy. Yeah. The guy, the famous bank robber. Well, that's where the money's at. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is as a business owner, you could always attend functions mm -hmm. that may have nothing to do with lawn care, mm -hmm. but the people who want your service and they're the type of customer you're really looking for are at. Mm -hmm. Great place to go and socialize and pass out your business card, shake some hands and smile and engage in some small talk and dialogue mm -hmm. so they get to know you. 
that's that's another way to uh, get dialogue going. Uh, one of the things you can always do is uh, in most towns, they have a local chamber of commerce and they have these meetings where all the other business owners are there and you just stand up and give a a 30 second, 45 second elevator speech and they go around the room and you say, uh, I'm Joe's Lawn Care Service. My name's Joe and I do like the best job of anybody, I think, on this particular aspect of, of lawn maintenance and mm-hmm. And that, that's what we do, and that's what we specialize in. And they all take note of each other, and they just refer customers. Say, hey, you know, I'm in a totally different business, but I, they were just telling me they needed a lawn care guy. I'm going to pass on your 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 business card. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've heard many successful stories. I personally haven't joined the Chamber of Commerce, so right. this isn't coming from my personal experience, but other friends in the industry have, and, and there's been fruit that has come of that. So, Oh, yeah, it's very effective. Uh, but you got to make the effort. Right. And and so there's a lot of ways to um, engage dialogue, either with potential customers, existing customers or potential referral sources. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's better than advertising, Paul. Well, definitely that has struck home with me. And I think especially this time of the year in the spring, we can really get so busy and, and the schedule can get so full that. Oftentimes marketing can get put on the back burner, but it needs to be on the, um, we need to be initiate, um, initiating (laughs) that's not the word intentional, excuse me. Yeah. We get intentional about it. We need to be intentional about our marketing plan. And within that marketing plan, we need to really make sure our existing customers are, are we're having those dialogues with our existing customers. We're upselling them, um, the service, these services, instead of just rushing out to to acquire the next customer through advertising. So yeah. this has been very, very helpful. And if you guys want more um, with Dr. Frank, we did a whole deep dive into all of this uh, in the how to get and keep customers e-training. They're 30 minutes each. There's nine modules where we just dive deep into um, topics on how to get customers, how to keep them. And uh, that's going to keep our businesses healthy for sure. So you can find out more about that at the green at the resource center at the green industry I've been working very hard behind the scenes, Dr. Frank uh, out on the resource center. Really, really, this was a dream of mine a couple of years ago to, to have this resource center and bring on folks like yourself, who's an expert on marketing. And, and my buddy, we're just having lunch. I was telling you about my buddy, John Pajak. Yeah. He's an expert on finance and other experts from other components and, and, and collectively have this collection of information that's going to help a business owner. Cause I didn't have this when I started. And so I went through in a very expensive <laughs> school of hard knocks. Right. But you know, what's good though, Paul is these people that you engage on your show and bringing mm-hmm. me on too, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. You do the things that we talk about. That's what's made you so successful in your business and why your customers love you. Because uh, like what we were talking about today, if they get to know you and you make a point of making yourself available in appropriate ways when you're on site and talking with the customers and, and they, they love talking with you mm-hmm. and you've built such good trust with them that they, they eagerly re- refer you and you, you've mastered that, the, the, the art of the dialogue and, and just building trust that's by, by talking trust. with them. Yeah. You're very good at that. And that's what's made you so successful. You learned it along the way, and now we're talking about it. Cool. Well, as I was learning it, I didn't realize it was all about trust. I just, it was naturally happening. And now I can look back and see, oh, that door opened because of trust or that opportunity mm. or that job 
was based on trust. So anyway, guys, we appreciate Dr. Frank hanging out with us. A little long-winded today, Dr. Frank. You got a preacher's watch, huh? <laughs> Pastor Otha, man, every at church. All right, guys, we're going we're going to um, land this plane. We're going to um, wrap things up, you know. It's like everyone's like rolling their eyes looking at each other. I got another 20 minutes, another 30 minutes. So that's how it is with you, Dr. Frank. I, I try to keep, because I do a show every single day. Right. I try to keep it, you know, make 25, 30 minutes just because if I do a, a Joe Rogan hour and a half show, that's unre- unattainable long term. You know what I mean? But every time you're in the studio and even when we're doing our modules, it's funny, guys, because my DSLR camera at 29 minutes and 59 seconds, it will shut off. There's some strange law because a lot of these are made overseas that they can't ship them in past 29 minutes, 59 seconds. Or, or you got to buy one of like $4,000 cameras that can video for hours. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's some weird law. So I got this DSLR camera. So it's like 27 minutes. I'm like hitting you at the elbow. Like, got two minutes, <laughs> two minutes to land this plane, Frank. Two minutes. And okay. then every time it would go 29 minutes, 59 seconds. And you see my camera screen just go black. <laughs> and we would have no ending. It would just end with Frank's mid-sentence. So find out more. Uh, you can actually watch those videos at How to Get and Keep Customers, the Resource yeah. Center, the Green Street Podcast. Yes, here's the problem, Paul, is that whenever we get talking, we just enjoy it and have so much fun. That, yeah, that's well, we'll, the issue. That's why we'll do it. We'll bring you back for another Friday. We'll okay. Pray. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.